life has intrinsic worth and intrinsic value. What that means is you are valuable in and of yourself. Your value as a person is not dependent on who you know, is not dependent on what you have, nor is it dependent on where you are in life right now. That value is constant. That value is what makes you royalty. That intrinsic worth and intrinsic value is what makes you the person that you are, the royal being that you are. And because you have intrinsic worth and intrinsic value, don't rely on other people for your strength. Don't rely on other people for your success. Don't rely on other people for your greatness. Know that is already within you and live with that greatness and let it pour out of you. How's it going, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to this episode here on the Unlimited Power Show. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of introducing to you Jeff Noel. Hey. I'm again my master's at FIU. I currently serve as the president of the student government. Um, so that's a very um, exciting um, position because I'm always, I'm always out there trying mm -hmm. to help. Um, usually when I'm in public, I don't introduce myself as a president, mm -hmm. but I introduce myself as a chief servant mm -hmm. because that's, that's who I am. I'm supposed to be the first person um, in the line of fire, the first person ready to serve, the pers mm -hmm. first person ready to give. Right. Um, so I serve as president. Um, also, um, I cr I'm the founder of an organization called Barbershop Speaks, um, and Barbershop Speaks is based on an idea that people don't go to barbershops for haircuts, but they go for conversations. Mm -hmm. So essentially, we host um, intelligent discussions inside barbershops and beauty salons. Um, another thing I started um, with a friend of mine named Joshua Sonatis, mm -hmm. um, it's called Lane Leaders Accelerating National Excellence. Um, so by virtue of me being president, I have access to presidents from around the country. And what I decided to do was, I went to high school students and I asked them, hey, what is it that you want to know about college? Because right. a lot of students, they don't have mentors, they don't have people to go to, they don't have any direction on what to do after high school. And obviously one of the best paths, not the only path, but mm -hmm. one of the best paths to take is to go to college. So what we did was we interviewed um, university presidents from around the country um, to answer those questions um, and, and then put everything on a website. Um, so we is called laneedu.com. Mm -hmm. um, you can find um, right now we have over 30 presidents on the site. Um, and last but not least, um, also I'm also an author. Um, so I wrote this book, uh, Powerful Presenting. Thank you. Powerful Presenting. You gotta wave it up. You gotta wave it. Gotta wave you know, it. Which camera it. I gotta show to? This one. This one, one right for the there. Facebook Live. Put yourself in a position to always be successful. So even if. I die today, even if I die today as um, a student who didn't graduate with my master's and I don't really have any savings I could give to my family, they'll always have this. They always could sell this in my honor. They'll always have something that can be sold from generation to generation because I decided to leave something on earth for them. So the title of the book is Powerful Presenting. Powerful Presenting. Oh. And how to overcome one of the nation's greatest fears, which is public speaking. Yes, um, so that entails leadership. You're the president of the student government at FIU, which yes, is sir. like a kind of the, like one of the really highest 
leadership positions you can get as a student. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the beautiful Bisnay Bay. You're right on the top. So how do us, how do we become leaders in college and what should we do and how, what did you learn so far as being student government president? What I learned is the power of vulnerability. You have to be vulnerable. Like people see you in this high position. They see you on this ivory tower and they think that you're unreachable. Um, but you have to let them know that you're not, that you're not unreachable. That's why, as I said before, I call myself the chief servant. Right. Like, I don't walk around campus pretending that um, everything in a bag of chips, right. uh, everything in a hot bag of Cheeto puffs, mm -hmm. as people like to say. You know, <laughs> I, I see myself as, as someone else. I see myself as someone who's willing to help and willing to serve. And I'm not afraid to share my mistakes. Um, an example is um, before I served as president, I served in a position called the Speaker Pro Tempore, and I was basically um, I was serving underneath the Speaker of the Senate, um, and that was a high leadership position. I was on an executive board, um, and in that position, I did a lot of good things. Um, I don't feel like I was the greatest Speaker Pro Tempore of all time. Um, so that's that, and then so now as president, we have something called a general meeting where we sit down with the entire student government at Biscayne Bay campus, and we sit down with the entire student government, and the current speaker pro tempore, she was finished giving a report, and as she was speaking, I was like, wow. Like, she is doing an excellent job. Like, mm -hmm. she's doing exactly what she should be doing. Um, and I told her in front of everybody, I'm like, you're doing so much more than I ever did as speaker pro. You're doing more in this past month than I did in over a year. And I commend you for that. And people have to see that you're willing to be vulnerable. People have to see that you're willing to be open to, to share your struggles and to share your mistake. And that's one of the best ways to be a leader, especially in college, because you're fooling no one. If you walk around in, in the college campus and you pretend like you have no stress, you pretend like, ah, everything's all right. And it's finals week and you still yeah. pretend like everything's all right. Like no one's going to believe you. But if you lay everything out there, you say, hey, listen, you know, I'm a student just like you. Um, I just have a title. You don't. Uh, but how can I help you? How can I use my title to help you? So, you know, what you just said is like I read a book, Good to Great by Jim Rollins. Mm. You should check it out if you're doing a business or whatever. And the sixth character of superior leaders, he called it a different title, but I won't get to specifically is kind of like what you just said. You summarized it in your words. Yeah. But what separated a good and great leader was that component you just shared. Yeah. Is like that vulnerability, that understanding, lack of ego. Exactly. Brings your teams to greater heights. Yeah. You know, like if you think you're thinking of like we're working towards this problem, everybody want to give a better piece of themselves mm -hmm. and want to feel like part of the project. So you kind of get out, get out there quicker, right? So that's a, mm -hmm. that's the benefit of working as a team. Yeah. So you're working towards your your career and your life, and as an author and as a speaker, you need a team. So as you've been able, have you been able to build a team, and how have you been able to do that and lead people? Yeah. So one thing that you find is that um, they say that um, if you think you're a leader mm -hmm. and you turn around and no one is following you, then you're just taking a walk. Mm -hmm. And one thing, one thing that I find is when I first started doing everything I'm doing now, that I didn't feel as though I had that support. But as I continued, as I became consistent, that's when, that's when, you, began to, that's when you begin to see hands. That's when 
um, people start to believe in you. That's when your, your parents start to get a better idea of what your vision is. That's when your friends start to come and say, hey, I want to support you. I want to help you. Mm -hmm. uh, so I started with just recording videos all by myself, mm -hmm. um, just, you know, writing in in my Google Docs or Microsoft Word page. But now I had now I do have people. Now I have people like Joshua, you met him, mm -hmm. um, who, who's willing to support me not only in Word but also in Deed. Um, now I have my brother. Like whenever I'm writing an article or writing my book, I can send him an excerpt and say, Hey David, can you take a look at this? And um, he he has tons of homework because he's he's getting his MBA at the University of Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, the number one business school in the country. You said my announcement, you said my say that, I have to say that. Yeah, I wanted to go there. <laughs> but I, I, I send it to yeah. him and I say, hey, David, can you take a look at it? And he takes a look at it. Whenever I, I need advice on, on branding or entrepreneurship, like I call my sister, she currently she lives in Washington, D.C. And I say, hey, Maki, um, can you help me? Can you give me advice? Um, I have mentors around me. Um, they're not going to be with me day to day, but I can call them and say, um, hey, Saif, hey, I, I need your help. I, I need your advice. Um, this is something I'm thinking about. Um, what is your opinion? So all of those people around me, they're forming a team, uh, basically a mini Avengers, mm -hmm. because all of them are, are excellent in their mm -hmm. own right. right. And the fact that they're there to call, they are there to help, um, it helps give me the support that I need to mm -hmm. continue. It helps keep me from being discouraged. Mm -hmm. I, I think collaboration, like, we need that. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. It's, so, Chef Noel, you're a black male in America. I am. Right? You know, we got to say it. It's obvious. Like, <laughs> I didn't know. You're black. You know? Well, when's it, when did this get here? <laughs> right? You're a black male in America. Black Haitian male like that. I see it. Like, why didn't you join a gang or something? Why did not join Why, why did you decide to do this? Like, <laughs> right? Why didn't you feed into the stereotypes? And how are you debunking the negative stereotypes? Mm, that's, a, that's a very good question. And I mean, honestly, um, that was actually one of the greatest fears of my father. Yeah. That'll be a good book title, Fears of My Father. Anyways, no one stole it. No one take that. Let me, let me work on it first. Um, but <laughs> when, he, when he came to the United States from yeah. Haiti, um, a lot of the Haitians, um, they would get bullied. They would get bullied by um, black Americans, by Hispanics. Mm -hmm. Um, by anyone who didn't look like them or speak the same language as them, they would always get bullied. And the way for them to fight back was to create gangs. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, those gangs became violent. Yeah. Those gangs um, became counterproductive to the reason why it started in the first place. And a lot of people, they began to join those gangs without first understanding why it was there even in the first place, and that was to protect each other. Um, and my dad, he would um, grow up in Little Haiti, or no, he grew up in Haiti, but when he came to the United States, and he was, um, and when he first came here, um, like he would see the violence that's caused by those gangs, and that was his greatest fear, was that um, I would, when I would be born and be raised in Miami, that I would eventually join one of those gangs. And one of the reasons why I never developed an interest to join those gangs uh, was partly because of my faith. Um, I'm a Christian, mm -hmm. um, so the, the biggest gang I was a part of was Bible Club. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was definitely one of the gangs that I joined. Um, also, it just never appealed to me. Mm -hmm. I never seen, I, I never understood a reason to skip school, go outside and do nothing. 
I never saw the point. Right. I never see the point in picking fights with people that you know you're going to see the next day. Mm-hmm. It never made sense to me. Like, why would I try to fight someone who I'm going to be in class with the next day? Why would I try to get into a gun war with someone who lives down the block from me? Mm-hmm. It never made sense to it me. It didn't make sense, right? It's not logical to be... No one pans out. <laughs> it's no not logical succeeds. to even yeah. be in the game. Um, so if you think about it from a spiritual perspective, from a moral perspective, um, from just a logical perspective, um, it, it never really appealed to me to join the game. Mm-hmm. So do you ever think your blackness <laughs> hinders you sometimes? Do my blackness ever hinder me? I mean, I try to, I understand that being black in these United States um, can be a disadvantage, mm-hmm. um, without a doubt. What I work to do is to allow my blackness to become my greatest advantage. Like, I try to have black privilege. Right. Uh, I know Charlemagne the God wrote a book about that, but anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I try my best to use my blackness to say, hey, a lot of people, they see me, um, and if they never hear me speak, if they didn't know that I was an author, they didn't know that I was a president, um, they probably wouldn't think much of me. But when I do speak, I always speak with kindness. Mm-hmm. When I do speak, I always speak with joy. I always try my best to speak with eloquence. Now, I was born in Miami, so I still got a little hood in me. Right. So you got to let the hood out sometimes. I mean, you, people, people are laughing. You can like, take the man out the hood, but you can't, can't take, take the, the hood out, out the man. You know. People are watching like, he was never from the hood. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I never allow, I never allow um, my skin color to determine my destination. Mm-hmm. That's so, something that I'll never do. And my, my goal is to continue to work hard for people who are disadvantaged, people who, people who believe that their skin color is an impediment to greatness. Like, I want to uplift that person as well. I want to um, speak purpose into that person and let them know that regardless of your race, you could be black, white, Hispanic, um, I want to help you succeed. I mean, especially people who look like me, like it's been a very long road. Like we understand that slavery was over 150 years ago uh, but in the grand scheme of things, that's, that, that's not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who are still hurting. There's a lot of people who are still in pain. Um, because of that, there's a lot of um, adverse effects of those things that happened in the past mm-hmm. that um, hurts people to this day. Um, and we, I want to be a part of the solution. I want to be a part of the solution in, in getting out of bondage. Getting out of bondage. Yeah. You know, I'm going to let you go really soon. No, keep me here but, all day. I'm, but I'm enjoying you said, this. You're saying blackness. When you think about blackness, darkness, yeah. whether you're white, yellow, purple, or green, whatever your ethnicity is, we all have our internal darkness. Mm. And you know, one thing that I think we need to talk more about now is mental health. Yeah. Um, so, have you ever like experienced um, any some sort of psychological imbalance or like imbalance within yourself, like like? And as far as mental and how did you overcome it and what can you say to uplift someone who's going in that situation you mm-hmm. know yeah i mean obviously i try my best not to mm-hmm. um but <laughs> given you tell a lot of jokes you yeah. know that, that keeps it uh, yeah i mean i try my best to stay mm-hmm. uh, mentally healthy but there's definitely times where i feel overwhelmed mm-hmm. and um i could think of one time in particular um this was couple months ago you know I'm serving here as president 
you know, the elections for the midterms are coming up. So I have Barbershop Speaks where I'm doing a series where I'm bringing in elected officials. Mm -hmm. I'm a graduate student, so I have a lot of homework. Um, also, you know, I'm still looking to see how I can help in the community. And a lot of things are just piling up at the same time. And, you know, I felt, I felt like I didn't know where to go or what to do. And I was like, did I put too much on myself? Is this too much to bear? Is right. this, the, um, is this the, the, the straw that I broke the camel's back? And, you know, I just spoke to people. I spoke to people about it. I, I began to have conversations. I, I de-stressed by um, expressing myself, mm -hmm. um, by talking to my mentors, saying, hey, look, this is the situation I'm in. This is the position I'm in. Like, what should I do? And um, they would give me advice based on experience and based on their knowledge. And I felt like that really helped me because those times have not been easy. Um, I remember another time recently also, like I felt like the world was coming in. Um, so I went to one of my favorite spots. Um, we call it the Bay. Um, and I, I just sat down and I just prayed and I was like, what should I do? Like, right. How do I move forward from here? Um, and one thing that I felt was spoken to me was that um, there's beauty in the unknown. Mm -hmm. That keep pushing forward, keep pushing forward into an unknown place and trust me, you will find beauty. And those words really spoke a lot to me because I'm an admirer of beauty. Right. I'm an admirer of things that are whole. And when I got to that, and, and I don't feel like I'm there yet, but I'm walking and the, the streets are looking cleaner mm -hmm. and the, the sun is shining brighter. Mm -hmm. The birds are chirping a little louder. Mm -hmm. And I can see that as I'm walking to an unknown place, that unknown place doesn't have to be dark. Right. That unknown place doesn't have to be dreary. Mm -hmm. That unknown place doesn't have to be filled with destruction and devastation. That unknown place can be beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the direction I'm heading and that's where I'm going. And it's because of those words, that's why I'm able to walk with more confidence. That's the reason I'm able to walk with my head up high and knowing that I am and I will continue to be successful. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that unfamiliarity is not that scary if we really kind of have a better picture of like where we're headed and seeing the beauty within uh, what I might say a dim situation, right? It's not a dark situation because if it was dark, you wouldn't be able to kind of move or maneuver. Exactly. It's kind of dim, uh, but if we kind of ourselves become beacons of light, which exactly. is, a, you know, shine who we are as a person and kind mm -hmm. of like make the best of the light of the situation, we can eventually kind of like, um, enjoy the beauty of life because exactly. you kind of never get out of the tunnel of going that place because that's yeah. the excitement yeah you know yeah. like you said being stagnant is boring right so yeah. it's pretty it's pretty boring being stagnant exactly so yeah. damn so you have accomplished a lot yeah how old are you 24 but don't tell anybody you're 24 man <laughs> you're doing good i yeah. like that um you're being a role model right if you could look at a five-year-old right now, what advice would you give them? <laughs> I'll tell that five-year-old that they are royalty. Mm -hmm. They're royalty. Simple, they're royalty. And the reason I say that, and maybe they may not fully comprehend it, but maybe they will, mm -hmm. because five-year-olds have a, a vivid imagination of what royalty is. And I'll let that person know that they can be that, and they are that. Mm -hmm. And the reason I'll tell them is because 
I go into a lot of high schools. Yeah. I speak at a lot of colleges, universities. I speak at a lot of conferences, events. And one of the things that I usually tell people is that they are kings and queens. And then I'll have them affirm that by them saying, I am a king or I am a queen. And a lot of times after I'm, d I'm done doing that exercise um, and you know everything is over, students would come up to me. People would come up to me and they'll say, hey, Jeff, I'm 25 years old and no one ever called me a king before. Mm -hmm. Or a kid at elementary will say, hey, my parents never told me that I am royalty. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, I, and I find that weird, but it's understandable at the same time because people have been told what they're not their entire lives. People have been told that you will never make it and that you're good for nothing, that you'll be just like your drunk uncle or auntie. Mm -hmm. They People have been told that their entire lives. So when they get older, they don't tell their children that they're going to be successful. They tell them the same thing that their parents told them. Mm -hmm. A lot of times so, it's communication out of fear. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So so when you have someone like me or someone like you who walk in um, to a five-year-old life and you let them know at that young age that, hey, listen, I don't know who you are, but I know that you are royalty and you let them know that at a young age, that can begin to stir something in them. So as they get older and people try to pull them off the wrong, off the wrong, off the right path and people try to pull them away from their purpose, there can always be that part inside them that said, hey, somebody told me that I'm royalty. Someone told me that I will be successful. Somebody told me that I am a king or a queen. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why I'll tell a five-year-old, you are royalty. And that's, that's powerful because the two animals that the Lord compared himself to was uh, the eagle and the lion, right? Mm. And just like the lion, like Jeff Noel, not the biggest, not the strongest, <laughs> not the fastest. It's true. Maybe the funniest, though, <laughs> right? Um, however, the lion has this sense of royalty, yeah. right? This sense of, like, when he sees a gazelle or an elephant, mm. his thing is, I'm going to hunt, you know, exactly. I'm, I'm going to eat that exactly. because I, I, I am... I'm the lion of the jungle. Exactly. Um, so some some of us are not lions. We're cats. You know, mm. we're kind of timid. Um, and at me, I was timid at some point. And um, mm. like as far as like believing I can do it, right? Because no. like this all sounds pretty cool and pretty nice. But when you, to actually believe, it's not I believe. It's not like saying I believe in Jesus Christ as a savior. Yeah. Um, it's more of like, I believe and now I am. And mm. the belief is more in the being yeah. every day instead of in the saying that I believe. Yeah. So how do, we, how do we really believe it that we're kings and queens? Because people don't really treat us that way. Mm. You know, Netflix and chill, yeah. one night and pass, hit and pass. You know, what is that? I don't know what I that mean, is. You know, yeah, sure you don't. <laughs> but women experience this, right? Yeah. And it's, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's actually a big deal, and that affects self-esteem. When you have all of those factors going on, how do we still believe that we're kings and queens? Hmm. You have to be curious about your own greatness. Um, you know how they say curiosity killed the cat? Mm -hmm. That's true. Curiosity killed the cat, but curiosity didn't kill the lion. Curiosity didn't kill the cub. And you have to be curious about your own greatness. You have to say, what would happen if? What would happen if I become the person that I'm destined to be? Mm -hmm. What would happen if I grow up and actually become who I am 
instead of who someone else want me to be. Right. You have to be able to experiment with your own life. Mm-hmm. Like we like to go to a different restaurant and try a new food and say, oh, I never tasted the honey buffalo chicken wings before. Mm-hmm. Let me order that to see how it tastes. Like we, we, we are accustomed to doing that. Oh, I never taste that type of chow mein. Let me order it to see how it tastes. We have to do that with our own greatness. We have to say, huh, I never wrote an article before. Let me see what it's like to write an article. Let me see the response that I get. Oh, I never went back to my old high school to speak before. Let me call to see if I can come in and speak at my old English um, teacher's class. Like, what would happen if I, I, I go back? What would happen if I begin to explore my own greatness? How, what, what exactly would happen? And I think if people begin to do that and they will see positive results, because you're going to unlock something in you. You're going to unlock a power in you they didn't know you had. The unlimited power. The unlimited power. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's like, taste a little bit of it. You know, it's like, don't go to Paris and eat a cheeseburger. <laughs> it's know? true. You know, sometimes I, I, I go, I would go to a restaurant. I'm bad at making decisions at restaurants. Yeah. And it's bad because it doesn't look good in front of a girl. Uh-huh. However, like, I have to, like, really think about what am I going to eat. So I would go with, like, a quesadilla or something <laughs> when I went to a lobster restaurant. So my, my idea is you have to taste something that you've never tasted before, exactly. right? Exactly. And sometimes it might be bitter. You yeah. know, God forbid it's poison. Yeah. But you have to always experience that way you could actually um, explore what is there to be. Exactly. Uh, and with all of that being said, are you working on any special projects right now? Yeah. Um, what are some things that you're working on? Yeah, so, um, well, two things. Um, I mentioned LANE, um, Leaders Accelerating National Excellence. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's laneedu.com. So if you go on there now, um, if you know any students in high school, if you know anyone who wants to go to college one day, um, there's Did university you, presidents um, from around the country who um, gave answers to questions answers to questions they have about college. Um, so that's definitely a very special project. Um, and also these presidents um, shared what their major is as well. So let's say that you're thinking of studying biology, mm-hmm. you could go on to see why other people study biology. So you could juxtapose that to your reason or if you want to study um, electrical engineering or communications, you could go and learn why other people do it. So you could sort of see their reasoning behind it to help inform your decision. Um, so that's one of the biggest projects I'm working on. And also I'm working on a second book. Um, so I'm super excited um, about this book. I really feel like it will be um, the impetus to get people going, to get people out of their comfort zone and to get them into a place that they need to be and that they're destined to be. That's what's up, bro. Keep doing that. Thank you. If Thank you me. can leave one last message with everyone watching from that five-year-old boy to the six-year-old mom, yeah. um, what would that message be? The message would be that your life has intrinsic worth and intrinsic value. What that means is you are valuable in and of yourself. Your value as a person is not dependent on who you know, it's not dependent on what you have, nor is it dependent on where you are in life right now. That value is constant. That value is what makes you royalty. That intrinsic worth and intrinsic value is what makes you the person that you are, the royal being that you are. And because you have intrinsic worth and intrinsic value, don't rely on other people for your strength. 
Don't rely on other people for your success. Don't rely on other people for your greatness. Know that is already within you and live with that greatness and let it pour out of you. So know that your life has intrinsic worth. Your life has purpose. Your life has worth and know that your life has value. Value. Keep that value and make it um, yours because it is. Exactly. Jeff. Yo. Thank you, brother. Ed, much love. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, go cop this book. Yes. On Amazon, is it? Well, it's not on Amazon yet. It's on, yet. Amazon, it's on jeffersonnoel.com. 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 You can purchase it. Um, and thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This has been a joy. Yeah, it was awesome, man. Thank you. Um, I'm sure somebody will see this interview and be like, and I, I can relate. Yeah. See, then you just impacted one more person. Yeah. And then if one, one last thing, if mm -hmm. someone wants to um, follow me, yeah. so they can right. um, follow where I'm I going, um, they could go on my Instagram yeah. at Jeff Noel Speaks. Mm -hmm. um, so that's Jeff Noel as in Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, Jeff Noel Speaks. Um, and then give me a follow. Um, I post videos every week. And that's um, just Instagram or Twitter too? I mean, I have Jeff Noel speaks on Twitter, but I'm not. There's already another president that's using up all of Twitter. So oh, okay, <laughs> that was a joke. Oh, okay. that was. <laughs> um, but thank you. Oh, okay, I got it. You got it. Little bit slow But um, Jeff Noel speaks on Instagram, and then also have a YouTube channel, um, Jefferson Noel. So I'll put all the links right there in the description. You'll see below. it somewhere. I'm touching it right now. <laughs> all right. It's yeah. I'll probably use that. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, man. Thank you. Much and, love. Uh, thank you, you, for tuning in to the Unlimited Power Show, where we shine light on your unlimited power to achieve greatness. My thing is, unless you believe that you have a greatness within you and act in it in some form, then the world will forever miss your talents, your gifts, and all the great things that you have to offer. So let your light shine, don't hide it, don't dim it. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Edouard Gilles. Be sure to follow me at CEO Ambitionist. Like this video, share it. Maybe somebody might be inspired because you thought about more than yourself. Hey. Peace. Peace. Unlimited power! Unlimited power! <laughs>